0: Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au.
1: Our Bible reading today from Colossians chapter 4, verses from 2 to 18. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for um, for the express. Purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that we may encourage your hearts. He's coming with Anissimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has happened here. My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justus, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God. And they have proved to comfort uh, proved a comfort to me. And next, thank you. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I watch for him that he is working hard for you, and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see um, to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write these greetings in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace, be with you. Now I invite Graham to share a message with us.
0: Uh, thanks Victoria. And hi everybody. let's uh, let me just take this spotlight off me because that's disconcerting. I uh, um, uh, call this uh, sermon uh, Paul's Advice for Surviving and Thriving in Lockdown, and I wonder perhaps whether you're a bit like my children. Uh, When we start talking about COVID, they look at us and they say, Mum, Dad, seriously, could we talk about literally anything else? Um, And I wonder whether that uh, might be you, uh, this morning, I'm tempted to say that the Bible tells fathers not to exasperate their children, but it says nothing about exasperating students. Um, uh, but that would be a bad exegesis. Um, I, I, I do trust that there is some encouragement um, uh, from the Lord uh, for us all this morning. Um, uh, this the, the sermon really is just sort of my reflections as I'm trying to make sense of uh, this time that uh, that we find ourselves in, and a passage of scripture that has often come to mind. Uh, to my mind, during this lockdown is uh, Acts chapter 16 uh, when Paul is in prison in Philippi. And uh, and you get that little reference in verse 25 that uh, having been flogged uh, and in, in stocks at midnight, Paul is with Silas found praying and singing hymns to God. And I think on that verse and I think, I'd like to be a bit more like Paul when I grow up, and I think, you know, here we are under under lockdown, which is um, a long way from a Philippian jail. Uh, but uh, but singing hymns and and praying are not the spontaneous response uh, that comes uh, often. Uh, often it's more a, a, a sort of a whinging and moaning, um, or or just a, a general listlessness. I'd love to be like Paul. But of course, getting discouraged by the gap is uh, uh, not very productive. Um, uh, it can end up like any sort of uh, lesson in moralism. Uh, either it leaves us crushed by the weight of our failure uh, or puffed up in um, uh, sort of a self-focused uh, confidence. So instead of just thinking, okay, that's what Paul did and I should do the same, I've been thinking about what is it that Paul believed that shaped that kind of action. What, what content of faith makes prayer and praise a reflex even in the middle of the night when you're being thrown into prison? And that line of thought brought me to Colossians 4 because we know here from verse 3 that Paul is again in prison uh, when, he, when he talks about being in chains. And in this passage, I I, I sort of see something about how he responds. Again, a remarkable absence of whinging and complaining. Um, Here we see Paul remains focused on mission. He remains committed to prayer and he stays connected with other believers. There's this uh, great contrast here in verse uh, um, 3 where he prays for an open door for his message, um, not an open door for his prison cell. Uh, So uh, uh, his agenda seems different uh, to mine. There is this uh, great encouragement that he brings to the Christians in uh, Colossae, uh, really emphasising their partnership in, in ministry and mission. Uh, You get this connection between um, our message in verse two, talking about him and uh, an open door for for his message. And then down in verse six, he talks about the Colossians conversation. Let your conversation uh, be like this and the connection is a little bit obscured for us um uh in the english uh, versions but um uh if uh, those have got their greek bibles open you, you know that he talks about our word our word and your word um uh using the word logos even those who didn't quite pass greek a remember that word um uh you know um they're they're shared sort of you know um online resource platform. Uh, No, no, their their message, Paul's message, his gospel message and the Colossians' conversation, it's the same. It's it's the ministry of the word and there's a fellowship that they have uh, in this uh, ministry and mission. And then you get that long section of greetings, sort of three groups of people. There's um, uh, verses 7 to 9 introducing the the delivery boys, um, uh, uh, Tychicus and, and Onesimus. Um, those who delivered the letter to Colossae. Verses 10 to 14, there's a, there's another six people that Paul uh, mentions. Uh, most, it seems, are like Paul and have uh, not met the Colossians in person, but uh, he sends their greetings. Apaphras uh, we know, uh, um, is a member of uh, of that church, so he sends greetings from him. And then in the final section, 15 to 17, uh, he greets people who are in uh, Colossae. And here you've got the two churches, Um, the the church uh, from Laodicea, and then the church that meets in Nympha's house, um, uh, those two groups of people, and then uh, specifically Archippus in verse 17. So here you get Paul's practice. Here Paul is in lockdown. Um, He's in prison. But he remains focused on prayer, on mission, and Christian fellowship. What kind of faith inspires that kind of life? What, what, is, it, what is it that Paul believes that makes those actions uh, his, uh, his response in uh, a time of constraint that is under? And I reflect on how there's, there's a belief here that God is always at work, whatever our circumstances. Uh, there is a belief here that there are others who are engaged in God's mission besides me. And there's a belief here that uh, that I'm not alone, but I'm a member of a large family. And they're 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 good points of our faith to to reconnect with, and 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 that's what I see uh, here in in Paul's practice. So, in a sense, the message of this sermon could be uh, believe in these things, and then our right belief will lead to right action. Um, and I'd say a sort of a yes, but <laughs> uh, yes, um, of course. Get get right beliefs in place of whinging and feeling overwhelmed. Um, uh, focus our beliefs again on those things that that Paul believed. God is at work, so be prayerful. There are others engaged in God's mission besides me, so so connect with others. Uh, encourage others uh, in, in their work. And and we're not alone. We are members of a great and large family, so stay connected uh, with the church, with the people of God. And I do believe these things, and I imagine that you do as well. Now, there's nothing particularly groundbreaking about uh, those points of Christian faith. And I do easily forget to have those thoughts at the front of mind and so I'm grateful uh, for the reminder and I hope that you might be encouraged by that reminder again of those great truths of our faith. So that's the yes but there's also the but (laughs) because the but is recalling those basic beliefs doesn't always and easily translate into enthusiastic action And, and Sometimes for me, the pause is, you know, is this a, a sensible moment to uh, share these points of personal uh, uh, reflection? Um, but sometimes for me, recalling those fundamental aspects of the faith just serves to emphasise the, the gap and the depth of the malaise. It's like here you are, Graham, and, and, and you're just sort of faffing around um, uh, burdened by this lockdown, which is nowhere near as bad as what other Christians in the world are experiencing or what other Christians in history have ex- experiencing. And it's pretty basic points of, of faith that would get you out of your chair and back engaged in God's life and mission, but oh, I can't even do that. So I thought I was a big loser, and now I realise that I'm an even bigger one. <laughs> So I wonder, I wonder if there is another way to look at this. I go back to Act 16 with Paul singing in the Philippian jail. And I wonder how to reconcile that image of this sort of bold and confident and uh, and singing Paul with that image that I get from Paul's own testimony in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verses eight and nine. He talks about times that he was under pressure beyond his ability to endure. He despaired of life itself. He felt that he had received the sentence of death. And I go back to Acts 16 and realize that uh, what we have in the text doesn't include the stage directions doesn't include much commentary about the psychology of Paul and Silas that night in Philippi. And so I wonder, that night was Paul so full of faith and so free of bitterness and despair that even after being flogged and imprisoned, he's just smiling and burst out in song and confident prayer. Or perhaps Paul was so struck down by the darkness, so despairing of life itself, that he and Silas urged one another to raise their feeble voices so that by singing and praying, they might strengthen their faith. That by, by singing and praying, they might be able to cling to God's promise of joy and hope and somehow break through the darkness. In prison in Colossae, was Paul feeling hopeless and helpless? And so he reached out to the brothers and sisters in Colossae so that he might be carried by their prayers so that he might say again to himself that surely God is at work? Was he feeling a burden of responsibility for the mission of the church and to fight back that anxiety? Did he concentrate his mind, discipline his mind to think about the mission that the Colossian church uh, could do and realise that there is many others, there are many others that are involved in this work. Was he feeling so isolated that he brought to mind as many people's names as he could so that he would say to himself, you're not alone? And who knows? (laughs) I might be completely wrong. Um, But I think what I do reflect on is that, The dynamic of the Christian life is that, yes, right belief leads to right action, but also that disciplining ourselves to pursue right action can be a vehicle to strengthen and hold on to our beliefs. And so I think on how I could shape my life and my response to lockdown in line with what I see here in Colossians 4. And there are some days, of course, that I love lockdown life. Um, uh, I love the fact that lockdown means that I can uh, come to work in tracksuit pants, that I can preach in chapel without shoes on. Uh, I love the fact that lockdown life means that I don't need an excuse uh, to watch Netflix straight after breakfast on a Saturday morning because lockdown, it's wonderful. But, of course, other days the malaise just sucks all motivation and creativity from me. So that just answering an email becomes an almost insurmountable challenge and I get to the end of the day and I look back in wonder at how I managed to achieve so little in such a long time. And so for those days when I feel like I can't even lift myself to pray, I can call on others and I can ask them to pray for me. And I've been able to do that in the last few days and realise that uh, these, these good and godly friends who are standing by and who are ready, knowing that, uh, knowing that they would respond with a, with a hearty and faithful yes, to ask them to pray, Uh, I felt carried on their prayers. I felt my anxieties carried by their prayers uh, to the throne of God. I'm finding it so hard to engage with church uh, these days. And uh, I know I'm not alone. And the prospect of uh, not just one but quite a few more Sundays of church on the telly, it it just leaves me cold. I've often said that uh, if I wasn't married to uh, to my wife Kate, that uh, and if I didn't have to uh, to lead the uh, youth group discussion after the sermon, then uh, I'd probably be sleeping in on a Sunday morning. But then I discipline my mind, and I bring to mind not just the 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 event, not just the 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 sitting in front of the uh, television on a Sunday morning. But when I bring to mind Marla and Mark and, and Toby and Catherine and Nathan and Mike and Matt and Sam and Peggy and Sarah and Tash and Ale and Mike, I'm I'm reminded again that's that's who Parkfield 10 is. That's that's my church. That's my family. And when I, I can't see them in person, then being able to engage with them, uh, even on the telly, is a, is a great blessing. And I'm reminded I'm not alone. Uh, we are in this uh, together. And when I look back on those days and think, yeah, that was uh, not uh, not the sort of day that Ridley Council pays me for, I can connect with others who are uh, who are engaged in this mission. It Doesn't all depend upon me? So I can look to my colleagues, and I can I can pray for them. I can give thanks for their work. I can email um, uh, friends overseas, and and connect with uh, with their work, and be reminded that uh, that in the end, this whole enterprise uh, doesn't certainly doesn't rest on my shoulders, It doesn't even rest on our shoulders, but is carried by the the promise and purpose of God. That's been my reflection. Um, uh, Pursue these actions so that I might hang on to faith. There's a final verse in this passage that I haven't mentioned yet, and that's verse 18. Paul says, I write this greeting in my own hand, remember my chains, grace be with you. And I want to say amen to both. Remember my chains. I mean, on its own, then that's a greeting that is pretty grim. If I remember the hardship And if I focus my mind on all the things that are lacking, well, then it leaves me burdened with grief. Grace be with you. On its own, well, that may feel so beyond the bounds of possibility that this might be a moment of grace where, when, uh, if If you are so uh, struggling with the challenges of the the moment, then that call that you should be better that there should be you should be a person holding on to grace, so I wonder whether that might be just become cruelly fanciful. But when you follow the man from Nazareth who is crucified and risen, then it must be both. Amen to both. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Remember, my chains, there is nothing easy here, but grace be with you. There is fullness of life, even in the darkness. And that gives me great comfort, great courage, and that great reminder that this life that we are called uh, to lead in and out of lockdown, brothers and sisters, of course, has all sorts of Uh, griefs and uh, burdens to bear but it's not unusual it's nothing that gets in the way of uh, what it means to be the the people of God involved in the mission of God in the world it's not something unique to us it's been the experience of God's people uh, throughout the church it's been the experience of Paul because all of us share in the experience of the Lord Jesus So, my friends, my brothers and sisters, remember Paul's chains and grace be with you in the name of Christ. Amen.